Welcome to A Word from the Word on Sound of Truth Podcast. In this podcast episode, you're going to hear a shorter version of a message I delivered to the wonderful people of Harvest Jacksonville. So if you're able, grab a Bible and join me for A Word from the Word. I want to ask you to open your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 22. How do you respond to God's Word? When God's Word is read, you read it. When others read it, when you're exposed to biblical teaching or preaching, what is your response to God's Word? We find in these two chapters a great example of how to properly respond to God's truth when it is revealed to us. We are on a journey to be like Jesus Christ as followers of His, and that means we are to be growing not just in our faith and in our understanding of God's Word and of who God is, we're to be growing in our application. That is, we're to be adjusting our lives, continually adjusting our lives to what we learn about God and what the Holy Spirit opens our eyes to in in regards to change that needs to occur in in our lives. So at this point in time, I want to go ahead and, with that as an introduction, ask you to read 2 Kings chapters 22 and 23. King Josiah became king at eight years old, and very early on, he was a young man that, for whatever reason, had a heart for the Lord. And it was during his reign that they rediscovered the law of God. And it was brought to his attention, and it was read in his presence. And his immediate response was a broken heart. As he looked at his life and he looked at the nation that he was leading, he was astonished to see the radical departure that his nation had taken from the Lord as he heard the law and the standard of what God wanted. The first thing we see him do is agree. He confesses, he acknowledges that this is a problem. And so the first point I want to share with you about this is to confess. When we hear God's word, we have to agree with God. We have to acknowledge. We have to confess that our lives are not in alignment with his standards. This is the first step toward change is acknowledging that we have a problem. It's admitting it. If you don't think you're having a problem, you're not going to have a desire to change. Josiah saw that this was a problem. He saw that his life and the lives of the people in his nation were not aligned with God's word. And so he acknowledged that. There was confession. We're not where we need to be. That's the first step. Now, it's interesting to contrast or to compare his response of receiving the word and confessing and admitting that there's a problem with that of one of his sons who was later to become king after Josiah passes away several years from this point in our story, Jehoiakim. He wasn't the first king after Josiah. He, he was the second king. His other brother, one of his older brothers, was the king immediately following Josiah. And that king didn't do good, and then neither does Jehoiakim. In fact, it's during Jehoiakim's reign that prophet Jeremiah preached, and what he his message was put on scrolls and brought to Jehoiakim and read before him. So this was God's word from the prophet Jeremiah. And as as he heard God's word, he didn't react the way his father did. He should have, but he didn't. Instead, according to Jeremiah chapter 36, as the scroll was being read in his presence, he would take it, and he would have it cut and thrown into the fire. He didn't want anything to do. He didn't want to agree with it. He he didn't want to acknowledge it. He didn't want to confess with God that there was a problem and things need to be adjusted. How is it you respond to God's word? When you hear God's word, do you have an ear ready to hear and willing to receive and accept, hey, I'm not what I ought to be. There's growth to be had here. So the first step is confession. Then we see also in the story of Josiah, we see the proper second step, and that is this, to pray and to process. You'll notice there in 2 Kings chapter 22, that after Josiah received the word, he acknowledged that, hey, there's a problem here. He then goes on to seek wisdom, to seek counsel. 
Looking at 2 Kings 22, starting verse 11, when the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his robes. There's this acceptance, this confession, this acknowledgement, this, this brokenheartedness over sin. He tore his robes. And then what? It says, verse 12, he gave these orders to Hilkiah the priest, go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah about what is written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that burns against us because those who have gone before us have not obeyed the words of this book. They've not acted in accordance with what all that is written concerning us. They're concerning us. And so he consulted others. He sought wisdom. He wanted wanted prayer and wisdom. Let's pray about this and let's seek counsel as to what to do. He didn't have a knee-jerk reaction of, oh, we're doing terrible, and then immediately start trying to change everything. No, he knew he needed to seek the Lord to get the Lord's wisdom of what to do, how to do it, and the strength to do it. That's true for us today as well. We hear God's word. Sometimes it's crystal clear. We know the changes that need to be made. But the problem is we don't have oftentimes the ability to make these changes or the wisdom to know how to go about making these changes. I don't know how many times the Lord's convicted me about something, but it's not resulted in obedience because I don't have the strength or the wisdom to know how to carry it out. I keep falling into some of these same sins over and over, and perhaps that's your story as well. In some areas of your life, the Lord reveals to you, hey, this is not in alignment. You confess, you agree it's not in alignment, but then you try to change it. And sometimes you're trying to change it in your own strength, with your own wisdom, when first of all, you should have, after confessing and agreeing, you should have sought the Lord and prayed about it and sought counsel. How can I make these changes in my life? And so this is an important step. Before we act upon our confession and repentance, we need to pray. And sometimes this can be very quick. Sometimes it can be quite rapid. You hear one day the Lord speaks to you, and that same day you seek counsel, you pray, and then later that day you act upon it. Other times it takes more time to try to figure out how are we going to make these changes? How are we going to implement this new reality of the way we're supposed to live? I want to suggest to you that perhaps this is a missing step for some of you. You have repented over sins over and over and over again, but you haven't been able to move on past those sins into walking in victory in those areas of sin. And part of the problem is you haven't spent enough time praying about how to overcome these sins and and seeking godly counsel about how to do it. Josiah, he sought counsel from others, from wiser people than himself on how do I go about, what do we need to do here and seek the Lord? What does he have to say? And the Lord gave a word back to him. And then he began to implement changes as you read about in chapter 23. He brought many reforms to the nation of Judah as a result of the reading and reception of God's word in the king's life. Now, a couple more things I want us to think about as we consider this, and that is this. You can only change yourself. But you can have also a great influence on others. Your example. Also, you can have a say in areas that impact others when it comes to what God has granted you authority over. Now, here we have an example in Scripture, 2 Kings 22 and 23, of a king. He had authority and influence in this nation. Not only did he have influence in terms of his example, he also had authority. He had the right to actually change things. He had the right to actually enact policies that governed people's behavior so that it would be more in line with God. He couldn't change their hearts, but he could do a lot of reforms that would help bring the nation in line with God. They say you cannot legislate morality, but I'm here to tell you, this nation would be even crazier than it is if we got rid of all our laws and we didn't have a police force and we had no way of enacting and carrying out justice. Uh, there are people who their hearts are not in the right place, and they would do even more evil if they were not held in check by our laws and our system uh, designed to protect the rest of us from what some people would do or protect us from ourselves even. So 
he had the ability to do that because of his position of authority. Now, some of you have positions of authority in life. Perhaps you're the head of household. Perhaps you have a company you own. And there's certain ways you can do things legally that is your way of doing things that honors God. And some others that work for you may not choose to do it that way, but you're bringing your company in alignment with God or your ministry or your household in alignment with God. Reminds me of, of Joshua. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He had the authority to be able to say that. Now, you may not be head of household, and you not be, might not be able to say that for your household. You may just be able to say that about yourself, but you maybe cannot force your parents or your uh, sibling or your spouse to walk with the Lord and live in alignment with him. So maybe what the question really needs to be, what is your sphere of influence for those you can be an example to? But also, what do you have authority? What, where's your lines of authority that you can actually say, this is what we're going to do? I'll say this for the Marani household. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I hope that's your heart as well. And we want to bring our home in alignment with God's word and his ways. But I can only bring about these statements of this is the way we're going to do it in our household only, not just because of my head of household status under the Lord, but it also has to be backed up by my wife and my children seeing me live a life of integrity. That is, I'm also doing that for myself before I ever impose upon them that we're going to live for the Lord. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to say... As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And then they look at my life and go, he's really not seeking to serve the Lord. He's not confessing sin. He's not repenting of sin. He's not making changes in his own life. If my wife and kids don't see that in my own life, then I don't really have any ground to tell them how they ought to live themselves, even with my authority, God-given. So 2 Kings 22 and 23, how are we receiving God's word? Are we receiving it with a broken heart? Are we receiving, that is, when we're not aligned with it? Are we confessing and agreeing with God where we're not in alignment? Are we seeking counsel and we praying about how do we go about making these changes? Lord, I need your strength and your wisdom to be able to make changes that will honor you. So there's really three steps involved here. Confession, agreement, acknowledgement. That's step one. Seeing that there is a problem, admitting there's a problem. Step number two is to pray. Admit it to God. Talk to him about it. Ask for his wisdom. Ask for his counsel. And go seek counsel from godly people who can then have another voice in your life on that the Lord will use to be able to speak to you about how to make those changes. And then number three, you act on it. At some point in time, you've got to actually act on it. You've got to do something about it. Don't spend time just in prayer and acknowledgement and in counsel, seeing biblical counselors or whatever, but never making any effort to actually step out and be obedient. Jesus said, if you'll love me, you'll obey me. We talk about worshiping the Lord. You know, biblical worship is loving, that is having affection for the Lord and also obeying him. It's not enough just to have affection for him. Jesus said, why do you love me if you do not obey my commands? We want to honor the Lord. We want to give him the worship he deserves by obeying him. It's not enough just to think about it, talk about it, believe it. We have to act on it. What are we going to do about it? Josiah acted. After acknowledging confession, after praying and processing, he acted on it. May the Lord give us the strength and the heart to agree, to pray and process, and to obey. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville and is copyrighted by Brett A. Morani, 2024.